Hello everyone and welcome back to SIN here on 90.7 FM. You're listening to Art Smitten and my name is Christina. I'm also joined today by my lovely guest, photographer Robert Earp. Robert is a photomaker of many years. He honed his craft through film photography when he was a uni student and found himself exhibited in the National Gallery of Victoria with an image from only his third role of film. He took his unique conceptual photography to a commercial sector for many years and has made his way full circle back to the art world. Today, we are here to speak with him about his collaborative exhibition with artist and quote, ambassador of intersexuality, Venus to Mars. The exhibition titled Venus Virgin to Mars is open from Tuesday the 24th of May to Saturday the 4th of June over at 45 downstairs in Flinders Lane. Thank you so much for joining us today, Robert. No problems. How are you? Good, thank you. That's um, good. Could you expand a little bit more about this exhibition, Venus Virgin to Mars, and what it's all about? Sure. It's um, The fundamentals of it is basically is the collaboration. Um, Venus had been working on this project, I think, for about two years before she before she met myself. And um, uh, when she came to me, she came to me with a, a series of drawings and some ideas, and uh, we mind melded straight away. It was fantastic, and I, I could really see a vision, and I could really get a sense of what I could bring to the table. As the project went on and on, uh, the uh, sort of um, the inputs kind of crossed over a lot. Um, uh, I would put it in pit. Um, input into the creative uh, she would uh, put input into things like styling um, in, into everything and it grew it just grew and grew and grew and basically when I first saw the the drawings um, they were basically for to do photographs for her website and I thought no no this this idea is strong enough and the the the, the, the visual imagery I'm seeing in my head is strong enough that this should actually end up on the on a gallery wall which it's done. So, um, you know, it's, it's taken a few years to get there. I think when you see the work, you can see the detail and the amount of work that's gone into them. So that justifies the amount of time. But um, so, yeah, so it, it was the collaboration. It was, uh, you know, it was, it was a chance to work with Venus. You know, she, she truly is um, an artist as well. And, uh, and then we started the journey. So my thing was to bring her ideas and her concepts to light. Um, and then create a world for her for those ideas to live in and then to execute those ideas. Um, you pretty much answered my second question as well, um, which is how you and Venus came up with this idea. Um, but why did you want to be a part of it as well with Venus? And how did you become collaborators in the first place? Uh, so why? As I said before, I think it was all it was about the vision and about the. I was very seduced when we came with the concept of um, uh, the nod to sixty sci-fi because I think that's the aesthetic that runs through the whole show, and I was really, I, I really enjoyed the the, the idea of um, staying true to that. So being photographing everything, I mean, the work looks very CGI driven, but it's not. Everything's actually been shot in camera and it's all been built in layers. Um, so we, and that's, that's the way that those old analog tricks were done in the 60s and, you know, all the time right up to the digital age. Um, composite, you know, making composites. Um, but I think what the digital world's brought to that is that it's just made it a lot more seamless and a little bit easier. So, the, the true trick, however, was to bring that that feel of that 60 sci-fi, you know, look uh, is to bring it into the future and bring it into now and hopefully into the future. And I think that's where we really succeeded. 
you know, as you pointed out, there's that idea of like that having that 1960s sci-fi. And also um, I, I read a little bit about Venus's idea of taking that as a metaphor for her story of transgender. Um, I'd really love to know what elements of, of 1960s sci-fi specifically did you include in your photographs that represent her story of transgender? Yeah, I, I think that's a good question. I, th I think the, the bottom line of the whole exhibition is change. You know, we're never sitting in the one spot. People are always exploring new ideas about uh, themselves or about philosophy or about pop culture or whatever it is. And things always seem to go in, in circles, you know, and you probably notice in the imagery that the, 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 the circle is, is really driven in every single image. And I think what brings them all together is that in every image, there is a circle. So, so it, was, it really is about that, that, that story of continuous change. Um, and that continuous change happens socially, which we've seen hugely over the last, you know, last 10 years, maybe more so in the last five years of the identity. Um, and you know that really being being pushed to the foreground. So I think that's been a fantastic thing. So I think the the the, the thing about the sixties, it was a time of a lot of change. Um, it was seen as a very risque time. Um, there are things that were seen on the video on the on the on the movie screen or on television, which would be seen as totally risque now. Um, got through very very simply. Um, we've gone maybe 180 degrees where things become very conservative, and you don't see that kind of liberation, um, particularly you know of the body form that you that you saw in that you saw in 60s sci-fi. So you know, and then hopefully we've now pushed it back out the other side. So I think that's that was the sort of the thing that that really worked is an aesthetic. Um, and also just a metaphor as well. So, you know, hopefully we've, we've, we've succeeded in that. Yeah, the photos are really, they're really incredibly striking. And, you know, it's like each photo has an entire story behind it of this 1960 sci-fi hero protagonist kind of thing. That's sort of like the vibe that I get from it. Um, and some of them are also reminiscent of like 1960s advertisements and um, movie posters. Um, I would love to know if you can maybe talk about like one photo in particular. I'm thinking maybe like the, the kind of like the hero shot of um, Venus on the rocket um, in front of the earth um, and how, like what the process was like in um, shooting it all in camera and then having the final product, you know. As well. Yeah, look, I think that's, I think this is, this is a very key image for the exhibition and why we've always driven it as the main image, because that's Venus very much on her, her ride of transition, you know, um, she's on the metaphorical rocket, she's you know, going from planet to planet. Um, the thing that was sort of great about this image is um, uh, the way it started off an idea that uh, Venus very much wanted this sort of swoosh going around the moon, going around the planet and going, going up, to, up to herself. And through lots and lots of conversations, um, we sort of broke that right down to its basics, which I think is what makes images really uh, more appealing is when you kind of get rid of all get rid of all the noise and bring it down to sort of like a, a, a single image that's very striking. The other thing that's great about it, it really nods back to, 
you know, um, a very masculine look um, um, at femininity with these kind of uh, the, the female form on World War II bombers, you know, sitting on bombs and, uh, you know, that classic pinup, you know, that has been used for generations after that, what really pushed in the 50s, matured, I think, into, into, the, into the 60s, maybe a little bit forgotten after them, but whenever there was a retro kind of a nod to something, it was always the, the female form riding either a bomb or a rocket or whatever it was. So I think it's a really nice play on that. Um, you know, the, all, all the parts um, are all very necessary. Like in each part, there are little, there are little clues. Everything's been made with very basic things. And I, I'm like the magician. I don't like to give away too many of my, too many of my tricks, but for example, these, the stars in this shot are bicarbonate soda and, and colorful spices all I want to say that that hopefully I just want to say a few little things that will make people look at go oh how did how were these images made so once we decided to there has to be planets we have to make them we had to bring this image together um you know that that was the real uh that was that was one of the um uh, one of the skills of having to do that we had to think it through very clearly but the most important thing is that we had to make it look like if it was real not real in a sense of literal but real is that everything belongs with each other in the image you know so you feel that she's in space really important decision we had to make is like you know uh the original drawing the hair was all sort of pushed back like blowing in the wind but hey in space there's no wind you know so if you look at any photographs of um, people you know in the space station their hair is always floating and messed up and you know everyone always has a bad hair day in space not venus you know she's <laughs> So, you know, those, those things were very much taken into consideration and, and you know, there were a lot, a lot of conversations. Yeah, I'm seeing also like a really huge vibrance in colour as well. Um, I'm wondering if you could speak a little bit to that. Um, also referring to the images with um, this like really deep red, orange backdrops. Yep. Which are, yep, no, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, um, I mean, you picked a, you picked some, you're picking out some very important things here. So well, well done. Um, there's two color palettes basically throughout the, the show. One is like the red, strong masculine colors. And then there's the, the, the more muted feminine colors. And so basically with Venus, uh, she very much, you know, she's taken a bit of a pun on, you know, women from Venus and men are from Mars and the masculine Mars and the, the feminine Venus and that, that, that collision, you know, that identity collision. And so those color, those colors are, are sort of supporting that and reinforcing that all the way through. So very, very, very good choice on that. Um, in not choice as in you've spotted that out. And that's, it's, you know, it's, it's a very important part um, of the series of work and how they hang together. It's kind of interesting. I've, I've, I've hung this in a couple of places and each time I do, I, I hang it in different ways because it all depends how the space works and how the images sit together. So I'm very looking forward to going down to 45 downstairs on Monday when we're hanging and seeing how it fits into that, into that space and how I can tell the story um, with the order of the images and how all that colour works. So it's... It's, it, it, you know, that's, it's a very important part of the show, that colour. Yeah, so essentially, I mean, the, the exhibition is kind of like still a work in progress until you get it all up on the walls. 
because it is like such an important thing of like how you move through the space and how exactly each different image as well yeah I, I think if uh, for me I think I, I I'm always open to that you know there's where light falls um how it's laid out size of size of the walls size of the room you know I, I think you have to be very because these pieces are big pieces so they need they kind of demand space as well or and they also demand not to be cluttered um so you gotta you you've really got to take a lot into consideration when you're hanging yeah, I think you've pretty much answered most of my questions now. Um, right. you, I have a general question for you as yeah. well as a photographer. Um, you refer to yourself as a photo maker as opposed to a photo taker. What does it mean to be a photo maker? Yeah, great story. I went to art school back in the <laughs> back in the eighties, um, and I had a wonderful mentor, John Cato, and um, first year first day sitting down introducing ourselves and he basically said there are two kinds of photographers there's photo takers and there are photo makers and we all like mm, what does that mean you know and he said well you know the photo it goes and they're all as important as each other and they all they all you know they all have their purpose and you know um, they're as equal as each other but you know the photo taker is you know the person is out you know shooting stories of you know uh, what's happening today with, with politics, you know, photographing what's going on, the stories that are happening today, photojournalism, reportage, um, wedding photographers in a lot of ways, you know, they're taking photographs of people, they might be setting it up a little bit, but they're taking it. And then there's the photo makers, the people who maybe come up with an idea or they get a brief or um, they start from an idea from scratch and they build their photographs up from there. And as soon as I heard that, it's like, that's what I am, I'm a photo maker. So it's, it's been something that's been indoctrinated in me very, very early. And it's something that I've kind of, as I've gone through my career, became more and more and more and more that kind of, that kind of person, that kind of photographer. Yeah, and that's incredibly evident within these photos as well. I think when our listeners actually go and see them, yeah, I think it will be very, a very cool experience to see how you can even make like a photo so because it does coming look along. like that's amazing yeah 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 I if I may just add something there I think with these images I think when I see them either on a screen on a phone or whatever you kind of you always want to zoom into them you always want to go what because there's so much detail in them I mean um and when you see them printed largely being and standing in front of them, you can you, you can then walk in and 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 look at. I think they they live a lot larger, for want of a better word, when when they are printed and presented that way. So you know, I think to just to, to get the most out of the images, you really need to see them in the in, in a gallery kind of in a place like a gallery. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I didn't even think about at first like what the scale of them would be like. Mm. I sort of am mm. just looking at them in like the digital um, on the screen perspective right now. So it's exciting to see yeah, that's, in person. It's, it, yeah, I mean, and that's the space which where we all live now, you know, uh, very much. And, you know, we're lucky enough that digital screens now are so good so you can see the quality of the work and you can see the effort that goes into it. But um, uh, we do forget that a, a lot of pieces of art whether it's a sculptor or a painter or whatever it is, photographer, is that there's a lot of consideration that actually goes into the size of where they perceive how that should be viewed. Mm -hmm. And I think the only way we can 
see that is in is in the real world, not in that digital space. Um, but you know, I mean, thank God for the digital space. I mean, our work gets you can see it all over the world, and that's awesome. Um, and that's its strength. You know, the strength of seeing art live is you get to see the artist's whole concept of how it should be presented, which I think is very interesting. Mm-hmm. For sure. And mm. that's all my questions for today. So thank you again no for worries, joining Christina. us today, Rob. Um, Venus Virgin to Mars is showing from Tuesday the 24th of May to Saturday the 4th of June at 45 Downstairs Gallery. For more information, visit 45downstairs.com. That's spelled out F-O-R-T-Y-F-I-V-E downstairs. You're listening to Artsman here on Sin and we hope you enjoy the rest of the show.